It is game day once again, Friday Night Lights down in Orlando. The Louisville Cardinals will take on the UCF Knights. We are going to discuss the key players to the game for both teams and more on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everyone. Happy Friday. You're listening to another episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast or watching, depending on whatever streaming service you're using. But regardless, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. For those who are not aware of who I am, I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. And I want to thank you all, as I always do, for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On, the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. It is game day, uh, so that means the final preparations uh, and also the final preview for the um, Locked on the Louisville podcast in as it pertains to the matchup against the UCF Nice. We're going to discuss the key players to watch for for both Louisville and UCF. And then in the final segment, we will talk final thoughts and give our predictions. So two players on offense, two players on defense for the Louisville Cardinals that I want to discuss. We will begin offensively speaking. Look, I say this all the time. If you paid attention to the show last year it seemed like i was a broken fiddle when it came to this i even said it when we discussed the key players to watch for before the syracuse game i don't like to do you know i don't like to discuss the quarterback or identify the quarterback as a key player to watch for because i feel like it goes without saying sure obviously dalton the quarterback is a key player to watch for um but i did say however once context, you know, makes it appropriate to identify a quarterback as a key player to watch, then that's a whole different ball game. And I think that it's pretty self-explanatory here. Look, Malik Cunningham by no means had that solid of a game last week. Sure, he was 16 of 22, um, 152 yards, no touchdowns to two interceptions, had a quarterback rating of 25.6, which is definitely, definitely not something that you uh, are going to look at and smile about. Um, had 13 carries for 34 yards, averaged just 2.6 yards per carry. So I think that the writing is on the wall in this one. Lowell's offense struggled mightily across the board last Saturday evening up in New York. So it wasn't all on Cunningham, but I think that um, although you're not pointing the finger at one particular player, I think we can still um, acknowledge the fact that Cunningham's performance definitely did not live up to his standards or you know, to the fan base's expectations of what we were going to see from Cunningham against a program that you know, he's had years of success against dating back to 2019. So um, the good thing is it was only week one, so the opportunity to bounce back is upon us, um, and Malik Cunningham is going to have to have a solid game, number one, to get the Louisville offense going. Uh, number two, 
frankly, because he's going to have to. You're going up against a very solid team on both ends of the football, um, on both sides of the football, I should say. Central Florida has a solid offense. Sure, they only played South Carolina State, so statistically speaking, uh, results may be skewed, but they handled business last week, and they look solid. Um, John Rice Plumley, um, you know, won the starting position. The Mississippi transfer looked very, very sharp, um, you know, both as a passer and a, as a runner in Gus Malzahn's offense. Defensively, they brought a lot of pieces back. So, you know, there, there's the, the um, discussion that needs to be had about, you know, um, Louisville's offense just essentially being better all across the board. So I think that, you know, this kind of goes without saying, right? Malik Cunningham, in my opinion, is the number one overall player to watch in this game, regardless of team, because depending on he plays, it could be the difference between, you know, a win and a loss. And, uh, you know, when a certain player makes up, you know, the majority of a team's offense, like Malik Cunningham um, is, you know, the, main option for the Louisville rushing attack. And obviously he's the number one option in the passing attack as well. When you have a guy that means so much to a team on, on one side of the ball and that player doesn't necessarily perform to their standards, then it's going to be hard to win a football game. So Malik Cunningham will have to bounce back on the road in a very hostile environment, a, a place that Central Florida doesn't really lose a lot at. Um, so Malik Cunningham is my number one player to watch in this one. The other player offensively, it's a player that didn't really get his number called a lot last week. Uh, he was second on the team in receptions, but or in terms of receiving yards, but he only had two receptions for 57 yards, and, and one of those came on a 45-yard catch and run in, in the second half. Amari Huggins-Bruce was a player that I thought was going to get the football a decent amount more than he did uh, actually in that first game against Syracuse, you know, Scott Satterfield said it all last season uh, in the press conferences is that they were making it a point to get him the ball, but not only that, but to get him the ball in space because he's a dynamic playmaker. Um, you know, he has a Tutu Atwell-esque uh, ability to create when it comes to, um, you know, getting into that second level of the defense, very shifty receiver that's quick as well. Um you know, both working out of the slot and on the outside, there's a lot of different ways that Louisville got him the ball last year. But in the opening game against Syracuse, it seemed like Tyler Hudson was pretty much by far the receiver, the only receiver that got substantial targets. Amari Huggins-Bruce, like I mentioned, only uh, he had two receptions. I, I want to think that he had no more than three targets uh, all night long. So that's something that you have to pay attention to this week. I think that uh, you could go any – Number of ways offensively here. It could be Marshawn Ford. It could be Tyon Evans again. You could go with Gally Jawar Jordan. You you could say the whole offensive line and leave it at that. But I'm going to go Amari Huggins Bruce here because I think he brings a different dynamic to this Cardinals offense that uh, you know maybe nobody else on the roster has that ability. So um, I think that Louisville needs to get him the football early and often. I think they're they're going to have to make it a a point of emphasis to get him the ball in space, whether that's on wide receiver screens out in the flat, uh, into rounds, you know, under center, whatever it may be. I think that Amari Huggins Bruce has to be a guy that gets his touches early on. And I think that when you get him the ball, good things will definitely happen. So Malik Cunningham, Amari Huggins Bruce, the two players to focus on offensively for the Cardinals in this one, in my opinion. Um, shifting over to the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to start out with um, Yasir Abdullah. Uh, Yasir did not really have a good game 
at all last week. Um, only had two tackles, uh, zero sacks, um, you know, obviously no interceptions, no forced fumbles. Only two tackles to his credit in the week one loss to Syracuse. Um, the uh, 6'1 senior is a guy that Louisville is rely, relying upon to you know, lead the Cardinals pass rush. He was a guy that flirted with double-digit sack numbers last year. I think he had nine sacks at the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken. And he just didn't necessarily look all that comfortable in the week one matchup. So um, it's going to be a point of emphasis for him to really come alive in this one, um, you know, getting after the quarterback. Because if you give time for John Rice Plumley to go through his reads and make his progressions and um, or go through his progressions and make his reads, uh, you know, I'm confident that he's going to make solid decisions and it also gives him the ability to get out of the pocket and scramble. So that's another instance to where the quicker you can get into the opposing backfield, right, um, you know, the, the better off you are. Um, so it's like once the ball snap, it's boom, boom, boom. You're, you're right there. You're on it. So and you're 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 trying to get through the line of scrimmage and you're, you know, making John Rice Plumley make mistakes because you get into the backfield a lot earlier than expected. So um, Yasir Abdullah, I think, is the player that I circled um, right after the game. Uh, I sir, I printed out the uh, statistics, uh, individual statistics, and I circled Yasir Abdullah's name because I was like, okay. Louisville has to get more from their leader on the defense. Um, you know, I think now obviously it, this is not all on him. As I mentioned, you can't point fingers at anyone, but I think that everyone uh, has room for improvement going forward. And I think that Yasir's performance was the most alarming to me. Now it is week one, so like I said, room for him, room for him to improve, but it has to happen. It has to happen against. Um, you know, there's a possibility Central Florida may have one of the more dynamic offenses that the Cardinals will face this season. So that's an instance to where let's, um, you know, let's get uh, some pass rush going. Um, maybe draw up some more pressure situations to where you're bringing more guys off the edge or bringing more guys through the line of scrimmage. But I think at the end of the day, this is an instance to where you're going to have to uh, get some pressure on the Central Florida a quarterback in the running backs and Yasir Abdullah, it all starts with the Cardinals leading pass rusher from last season. The other player was the redshirt freshman um, Ben Perry, who led the team in tackles last week, had eight tackles, six solo, two assisted, um, had a pass deflection as well. Um, overall, I don't think that anyone played great defensively. I think Ashton Gelati had some solid uh, moments. Ben Perry also had some solid moments, um, you know, making tackles in space and also deflecting a pass. Um, I wonder what his role is going to be this week against Central Florida. Um, are we going to see him as a as a possible quarterback spy? Is that for Monty Montgomery? Is that for Mo uh, Momo Sonogo? That is yet to be seen, but I think that, um, you know, Central Florida is very solid in terms of receivers, although, the, you know, there are some. Um, there are some new guys in the mix, uh, Javon Baker, Ryan O'Keefe, uh, Jalen Griffin, and then you have guys out of the backfield like Isaiah Bowser, Johnny Richardson, and company. So, um, you know, I, I, I think this is going to be a 
tough matchup for the Louisville secondary. Ben Perry, a player to watch for here because in that uh, it's either the card or the dog roll, wherever C.J. Avery was in last year, um, he's going to be relied upon to be solid in terms of pass deep passing defense, but also in the rushing department as well. So being very versatile there, um, I, I would like to see him get after the quarterback a little bit more, uh, be a little bit sharper in um, coverage. But overall, um, in terms of his – uh, first start, I believe it maybe might be his first start. Um, but regardless, he, he looks solid at times. It's just a matter of keeping that consistency. So uh, Malik Cunningham, Omari Huggins, Bruce. Um, uh, why, can't I, why, why am I drawing a blank here? I'm drawing a blank for no reason. Uh, ben Perry and Yasir Abdullah are the players to watch for the Louisville Cardinals tonight against the UCF Knights. Now let's flip the script. Let's talk about the two players to watch for for excuse me, the Golden Knights ahead of tonight's matchup. We'll do that here in just a second after we talk about the title sponsor of the show Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. A couple different ways you could go here when discussing the key players to watch for the UCF Knights ahead of tonight's game against the Louisville Cardinals. Um, you could go with a guy like John Rice Plumley because of the impact that he makes on offense. There's two solid running backs in Isaiah Bowser and Johnny Richardson that could be talked about. But on offense for the Knights, I want to talk about Alabama transfer Javon Baker. Baker, if that name sounds familiar, familiar, it's because he initially opted to transfer to Kentucky uh, for one reason or another, did not end up in Lexington with the Wildcats, but instead is in Orlando in Gus Malzahn's offense. Uh, first game for the Knights, led the team in receiving five receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown against South Carolina State, averaged 16.8 yards per reception. The six foot one Atlanta native um, didn't necessarily play a huge role uh, for the Crimson Tide in his two seasons in Nick Saban's program. Uh, did have, I think, a combined like nine catches for 116 yards and a touchdown in his career action for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Already looking to pass those numbers up in week two for the UCF Knights. So I think he's probably going to be the one to watch for here because obviously the talent is there. It could have just been playing behind a plethora of solid receivers at, at Alabama. Now he has an opportunity to play with a guy who's looking to get more playing time and John Rice Plumley. There's a lot to prove, you know, Gus Malzahn is a very, very solid offensive mind when it comes to, you know, schemes and play calling. So they got, I, I went back and watched some of the plays in which he got receptions and he created separation, uh, ran routes well. So he's going to be a challenge for Louisville's defensive backs. I wonder um, who will be guarding him. Is it going to be Kittrell Clark? Is Clark going to be on Ryan O'Keefe? Um, that's another name to focus on. Um, is it going to be Jarvis Brownlee? Um, you know, taking the honors of guarding Javon Baker. Regardless, I think that this is uh, going to be one of those things for Louisville to where 
you're going to have to stay in front of him because if you allow him to get into the second wave of the defense, that could you know, scream danger zone uh, and could be a possible house call for the Central Florida Knights. So um, Javon Baker offensively here. Defensively, I honestly kind of went back and forth because there's a couple names that I was focused on. I ended up making this, the decision to go with Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste. Uh, the six foot two senior is one of the leaders for uh, Central Florida. Has been a solid contributor over the past couple seasons. Um, had 37 tackles in 2020, 51 last year. And um, had five tackles in the season opener, three solo, two assisted. Um, also had an interception last year, a sack, and a forced fumble. Uh, I liked to um, go with a linebacker here because of you know the, being the player to watch. You know, Louisville kind of a offense that's uh, predicated on the run, especially in, in quarterback run situations, RPOs, read options, whatever uh, you want to. Um, whatever you want to call the offensive identity of the Cardinals um, in the rushing department. Uh, but I, I went with Jeremiah here because, you know, linebackers are pretty important when it comes to defending Louisville because they are, um, you know, critical in the run pass option situations. Excuse me. Louisville has been, you know, a team that attacks the intermediate area of the field, you know, eight to 10 yards away. So he's going to be kind of hovering in that range as well. Not a guy that really gets after the quarterback, but, you know, it, it is a player that is kind of a Swiss army knife type player for Gus Malzahn's defense. So um, Jean-Baptiste is a veteran that's played against Louisville before, lost against the Cardinals in that um, heartbreaker for the Knights at Cardinal Stadium in week three of last year's season. So um, I think that he's the player to watch for because he's a veteran, uh, because he is a guy that's played Louisville and Malik Cunningham before, and frankly because I think that he is the team's best tackler in my opinion. So, um, But a couple of different ways you could have gone with this one, a couple of different ways you could have gone with the offensive side of the ball as well. But overall, hey, look, it, it's, it's an instance to where I think Baker and Jean-Baptiste are two players to circle when it comes to possible standouts in this contest. So... Um, a lot of players to watch. Those are just my six that um, I decided to identify and discuss. So, hey, it's that time of the week. Final thoughts and predictions. We're going to give those here in just a second after. I thank you all once again for making Locked on the Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked on the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. And also, just a reminder, the podcast is on YouTube and now on WHAS 11+. If you go to WHAS11.com and scroll down to the sports section, you can watch all of these episodes just like you would in a YouTube video. Final prediction. There's a lot to unpack in this matchup. Um, and unfortunately, not a lot of favorable signs for the Cardinals. In fact, I am predicting a Central Florida win in this matchup, and I think that the Knights cover the five and a half point spread from our title sponsor, Bet Online. Um, look, I think that there is a possibility that the Cardinals could improve in week two. I think that, you know, just because they lost in week one doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to 
come out and uh, you know stink it up again and lose by four touchdowns. I mean, I'm not saying that. Um, but this matchup was always an interesting one for me, even in the offseason, because I never truly could gauge um, what to think about Central Florida. Uh, according to a lot of the previews, um, they're a team that returns a lot of talent on defense, um, brings in a ton of talent from the transfer portal offensively, and has some pieces coming back from that offense, and, and also has Gus Malzahn calling the play, so that's a plus. Um, may not necessarily be as good as Cincinnati and Houston, but they should be kind of right there in that second tier in the American Athletic Conference. So um, needless to say, they're a tough opponent. They don't lose a lot at home. They only have two losses since I think it was, what, 2017 at home. So that's something that's uh, going for them as well as their home atmosphere is very hostile for opposing teams. Um and then you factor in the you know the the notion that Louisville probably had the most disappointing game in Scott Satterfield's tenure uh, at Louisville last Saturday evening to where nothing went right. There's not one aspect of that game that you can go back and watch and say Louisville did that well. I really don't think that there was any aspect of the game that you can go back and truly with a straight face look yourself in the eye and say that. Um, and I. Um, think that there is room for improvement. Um, you know, Louisville's offensive line, I think that they're going to bounce back. But there's a lot of things that need to change, right? Um, schematically, you know, play calling on offense has to be less um, less telling, less predictable. Um, Syracuse was able to kind of just guess what the Cardinals were doing, and a lot of times they were right because of the precedent that was being set. Louisville has to switch it up on offense. Um Malik Cunningham has to be better. They're going to have to try to make it a point of emphasis to spread the football around and not just target one receiver. Um, and then also defensively, you the tackling aspect of it is a little bit concerning because that you know is kind of a technique thing. Um, I think that if Louisville has the same issues tackling like they did last week, it is going to be a very, 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 very long evening for the away team. So they're going to have to do better of tackling. They're going to have to do a better of getting off the field on third down, stop giving up so many third and long uh, situations and third and long conversions. Um, and also something has to be done about the defensive backs playing, you know, uh, you know, 10 yards off the ball. It seems like, you know, the zone defense was something that, wasn't all that successful last season, and it wasn't successful in week one against Syracuse, against Garrett Schrader, a guy that really was never known as a pocket passer. He was a wide receiver in his last year at Mississippi State. He didn't throw the ball well last year at all, especially not against Louisville at Cardinal Stadium, and, and last week he looked extremely comfortable. Credit to him, credit to Syracuse's offensive coordinator, credit to Dino Babers for the execution on almost all fronts offensively. Um, but you know, Louisville's got to change some things up, you know, play calling wise, schematically. But they have the players, they have the uh, talent to go out and really make this game interesting. Is it a for sure loss? I mean, no. I guess Louisville really could make this interesting um, if they take care of the football, if they uh, win the field position battles. Um, you know, sustaining drives, you know, giving Malik Cunningham and the ball carriers uh, room to run 
and solid ample time to do so. Uh, you're helping Malik Cunningham make his reads, giving him time to do so. Uh, Malik Cunningham making the right reads. So there's a lot of things. It literally, I guess, if I guess to make a long story short, Louisville has to improve every single aspect of the game from last week in this week to make sure that they have a legit chance in this one. I think that Central Florida, I don't want to overrate them, but I'm not going to sit here and, and look into this camera and say, you know, they're they're okay. They're pretty decent. They're a good team, and they're a well-coached team, and they're a team that plays very, very hard. Uh, they're a team that is very talented. They've got a lot of transfers as well. They've got guys returning, and then they've got a – a quarterback that has something to prove and it's a quarterback that he's a dual threat and he you know makes his name off of what he's able to do on the ground Louisville struggles very much with running quarterbacks they really did so against Garrett Schrader it's gonna be tough to win this game I don't think Louisville covers the spread do they keep it somewhat close I mean sure they can I think that honestly um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if this was a, a 10 to 13 point game. Um, but Louisville needs to make sure that they get going offensively early on and to set the tone to try to get this game to where it's, you know, a back and forth rather than playing from behind. Because if Louisville gets down by double, uh, you know, by multiple possessions, things might get a little tough and it might be a long night for Louisville down in Orlando. So, um, talked about the key players to watch for here discussed why, in my opinion, the Cardinals will not come out on top in this matchup against Central Florida. I hope they do, and I really hope on Monday's episode I'm wrong. I hope that, you know, the first thing that I say on Monday morning in the cold open is I was wrong, and I really hope that's the case, but I can't sit here with a unbiased point of view and look at both teams and, you know, um, honestly predict a global victory at this point. I think that Central Florida matches up well against the Cardinals, and then you can't just throw out week one. That throws a wrench in everything. So, um, But that's going to wrap up this week of Locked on Louisville episodes. Everyone have a great day. Be safe tonight. Um, have fun watching the Cardinals. Hopefully we will have a good result. Go Cards.